The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening in and thanks a lot for being uh, consistent in your listening. Thanks a lot also to our valued sponsors, making sure the Advisors Roundtable is available throughout Mississippi. So Bubba, uh, you just got back off the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a a great trip too. Yeah. Yeah. And where'd you go? I went, um, it seems like I went around the world to get there, but uh, I wound up in the British Virgin Islands. Okay. Now, you you, you, you do some captaining of a sailboat or a catamaran or whatever well, when you're down there, right? I, I, I do. So um, I want to uh, preface this by saying that I'm bona fide. I'm not certified. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know how to do it, but I don't have the certifications to do it, okay. right? All right. Yeah. Yeah, which means what? It means that um, I feel confident and comfortable taking uh, a group of individuals out on a, a catamaran sailboat okay. and uh, and and sailing and captaining and piloting uh, this boat uh, to our our points of destination. Okay. Uh, while we're there, and, and feel like I can do that uh, in a safe manner. So, in the British Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. how many islands are there? How many have you visited oh, over time? Goodness, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, eight, eight major islands. Many other little smaller outcroppings, that sort of things in mm-hmm. the BVIs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and each one of them have a little bit of inhabitation. Uh, yeah, most of them do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of them don't, but most of them do, uh, snorkeling, um, you know, that, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. restaurants, Mm -hmm. um, beaches, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes along with it's like a beach trip, but you're on a boat the whole time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's a big boat. Um, you get to, uh, spend the night and cook your meals on the boat and that sort of thing. Would you You, say the best? You've got a little clown car, as I call it, which is a, an inflatable dinghy, Mm -hmm. uh, with about a 10 horsepower motor on it. And you, you hop in the, the dinghy and then you, you go from wherever your, your boat is anchored or moored to shore or whatever you want to do there. So, uh, best time of the year to go. Um, best time of the year to go is, uh, any time. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I kiddingly say that um the peak time of year is a, about now like the middle of december mm-hmm. uh on into about april so that's the peak sailing time so we went right before the peak time began so the weather was great mm-hmm. i think we might have had rain for all of about 10 minutes while we were there mm-hmm. and it's just a little shower that came through or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, you know, high of 84 every day, low of 77, mm-hmm. um, gorgeous weather, you know, pretty water, mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. All right. So ages of people there that you, that you saw, whether yeah. you'd 
pulled into a, a, a island and going to a mm-hmm. restaurant, doing shopping, or you're out on the uh, you know the, the ocean and you're waving at people. What do you think? I would say um, the youngest I saw was probably one and a half, mm-hmm. barely walking. Right. Okay. It was kind of neat because. Uh, uh, these individuals on their boat, they had this netting wrapped around uh, the, the boat so that the, the baby couldn't walk or fall off the boat or mm-hmm. fall into the water, which Good is idea. pretty concerning. And, mm-hmm. you know, oldest, I'd, I'd say, I think maybe 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. see very many retirees down there doing this. Saw a lot of retirees and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks like me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it ran the gamut, yeah, uh, you cool. know, from one and a half to 80. That covers a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason I ask it, I think a lot of times when people go on vacations, they don't want to go the, to place that only kids and young families yeah. go because they, mm-hmm. in their mind's eye, think that it's going to be very, mm-hmm. very hectic and yeah. loud. But they also don't want to go to a place that only old people go, right? Uh, at least in, in their vernacular, yeah. because... They think it's going to be mm-hmm. stodgy and boring, and yeah. and so it's good to have variety, mm-hmm. right? Right. And as we're saving our money and our and we're managing our money, we're thinking hopefully about time away. I, you know, I've never done uh, a, a, what what people would f- refer to as a standard cruise. Mm-hmm. You know, you get on the, a big cruise ship, and there were plenty of those there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pulled up in port and. Uh, parked outside of certain islands and that sort of thing, doing day trips in and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've never seen myself as somebody that wouldn't enjoy. Now, I've never done one, mm-hmm. to be fair, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there are people that say, well, I've been on 52 cruises in my lifetime, and I can't wait to go, go on my next one. Right. Great, wonderful, right? right? Um, but, but I think the freedom that you have in, in taking your own boat and allowing you to do your own thing and mm-hmm. plan your own excursions. So but to some speak. people don't want that. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't want the, the, the pressure. They don't want the stress. Right. They don't want the right. responsibility. Mm-hmm. They, they, don't, they go somewhere to mm-hmm. shut down. Right. Um, so you you make a good whereas, point. Whereas the excitement to me is putting up a sail and sailing wherever you want to go to that day, and, and, and then what the wind brings you. Yeah, and right. then and then going ashore and and renting a uh, we we called it uh, or it was called a moke, M O K E, and it's a, a four seater vehicle, kind of like a little beach dune buggy mm-hmm. that we rented one day, and mm-hmm. we had a blast driving around in that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, and and so the point is that. Uh, there's a lot of variety out there, mm-hmm. a lot of things to do. If you want to kind of turn your brain off, there are vacations for that. If you want adventure, there are vacations for that. If you want mm-hmm. something that's a combination, there are for that. And as we manage our financial lives, I think we're managing towards some of this, mm-hmm. or we should be. Yeah. Do you know people who do never do not ever go on vacation? I do. I, you know? You know, um, mm. for for me, I can't imagine doing that, right? Mm. You know, I like the excitement. I like, uh, even though you might spend all day traveling somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Waking up early in the morning so you can get to the airport a certain mm-hmm. number of hours before your flight departs mm-hmm. and then checking in through customs and get, getting from this plane to that plane. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of the, the excitement, I guess, and then the thrill of going, right? I think so, too. But for other folks... Maybe they're staycation they, people. Yeah. They want to stay home, mm-hmm. and they don't want to leave, and they like the security of where they are. They may get are. home and say, you know what? My vacation is turning my phone off and, <laughs> and you know, turning my television off and yeah. 
having three or four books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, you know, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is. And what we want is the flexibility to fit into your life, uh-huh. whatever your life is, the finances to give you the capacity to do what you dream of, right. whether it's the south of France, sailing around the mm-hmm. world, or staying at home and have somebody read a mm-hmm. book to you. Whatever you aspire to, we want to talk about how to best do that. And today on the Advisors Roundtable, we're going to talk about how to manage your all of your financial assets. Also considering taxes here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about trying to uh, make sure that your uh, retirement years are flexible enough for you and your personality and your wants and needs and desires. And a lot of times that uh, can be accomplished if you have your finances in order. So let's talk about a, um, a proverbial, uh, maybe an exemplary uh, uh, couple here. Let's okay. say they come in to our office and we're talking with them. And we find out at the end of an hour or so that um, they're in their mid-60s. They're in decent health. They want to travel a little bit, have a couple children. Okay, They have uh, a home that is paid for. Let's say that the value, the street value of that home is about $150,000. Okay. Let's say that they have savings of, of about... 50,000. She has some in a checking mm-hmm. account. He has some in a checking account. They have a joint savings account and maybe a, a little CD and all that adds up to about $50,000. They have retirement assets. She worked, he worked. Uh, they each have their rollover money from their mm-hmm. uh, 401ks. And let's say that that adds up to about a half a million dollars combined. Yeah. Okay. And over their lifetimes, uh, from time to time, they funded a Roth IRA each, and both of those add up combined. She about one hundred and fifty, he about one hundred and fifty. So they got about three hundred thousand in Roths okay. that have accumulated. Mm-hmm. And they tell you that they've already signed up for Social Security. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go any further, would it have been a good idea for them to talk to you before they signed up for Social Security? Yes. Do you find many times that people walk in your office and say, Bubba, can I retire? Which is implicating they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Or they come in and say, Bubba, Bubba I retired Bubba, yesterday. Bubba, I retired. Yeah. <laughs> now what do I do? I, and, and I get both. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. There are those who pe- prepare for mm-hmm. the retiring and those who have retired. And then, mm-hmm. then they're like, what do we do? It would have been better in all situations to maybe have talked to people a number of years leading up to it. Right. Now, why would you have wanted to deal with these people a few years before they chose retirement or before they chose Social Security or before they got close to Medicare? Why yeah. why, why beforehand? Why not deal with it until, you, until it's here? Uh, I, I like working from a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like uh, having options available to you as opposed to being dealt the cards that you're dealt and you have to deal with them. So if you had a plan and you started early, 
there may have been a number there might of have options. been some some options some changes that we would have done or recommended right okay. and some of that you don't necessarily have to always do those changes right. but at least you've got the option to make a choice flexibility flexibility right okay uh, but you get there. This this couple, they've mm-hmm. gotten there. They're over sixty five, and they've already signed up for Social mm-hmm. Security. Yeah. So they have enough Social Security coming mm-hmm. in, and maybe one of them uh, worked somewhere, a school, a railroad, somewhere, right. and they have a little bit of a pension. And they mm-hmm. tell you right now, Bubba, I, we can live on our Social Securities and our pensions because yeah. all these things are paid for, and we've got all these assets. Mm-hmm. Does that sound reasonable? It does. Sounds very reasonable. Uh, and it sounds very typical of, of the types of clients that come in. Okay. You All know, right. they've got a, a certain amount of income that they that they can rely on mm-hmm. um, during their retirement. And then they've got other ancillary retirement savings that I would call the gravy. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, mm-hmm. uh, if they are in their mid-60s and they uh, worked uh, where they had a, a high enough income they probably have three, four, five thousand dollars coming in from Social Security alone, right? right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then throw in a pension here. They may have four, five, six thousand dollars with no, no debt. Right. You can probably live a decent life on that in retirement. You know, you say that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure there are listeners out there right now thinking to themselves, five thousand dollars a month. I'm sure. In income, I'm sure that's sixty thousand dollars a year, right. and they're not hitting a lick at a snake. No, you know, right? And you're saying that that is typical. At, at, at in many cases, it, it's typical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't realize, um, and, and we've talked about it before the the number of folks who um, rely on Social Security as the primary source of their income during. There retirement, are. Yes, right? Yes, yes, there are. And it's a large percentage. Mm-hmm. But um, even though that's a large percentage, most people don't realize the effect that it truly will have until they start sitting down and looking at the math on it. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, if, if you've got uh, a couple earning $2,000 each per month in Social Security, mm-hmm. which is not unreasonable, mm-hmm. you know, that means that they're, you know, pretty middle of the road as they were going through life and right. pretty good income earners, that sort of thing. Right. $4,000 a month sounds pretty good. Maybe there's another little pension out there of some sort. Mm-hmm. Gets them to $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from what you said earlier about mm-hmm. these other retirement a- accounts that they've got, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. half a million dollars in, in retirement assets, another $300,000 in Roth assets. Mm-hmm. You know, that's $800,000. Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking, you know, at a 5% distribution rate, mm-hmm. that's $40,000 a year added. That they could have. That they could have. Right. So let's say that you say that to them. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, you guys have five or 6000 coming in already. There's a potential. You've got this cow you've created. Mm-hmm. You could get some milk out of it at 30 or forty grand a year after taxes. And they say, we don't want it or need it. Mm-hmm. We have enough, and we want to save that money for our kids. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that? I do. Sometimes? Yeah. I, I, I tell you another one, and I had uh, a couple in last week, and, and this happens very regularly as well. They would not be taking money out of their accounts unless they were uh, required to. Up into their 70s. Up into their 70s. So required minimum distributions, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
and you know they've got more money than what what they need mm-hmm. uh this particular couple said you know what i i think i might take a little bit out this year because i need to buy a new refrigerator but you know i might just do it out of my my my, my regular social security check you know savers are savers right? they are they are but but i say that to say that um the required minimum distributions that they're doing, mm-hmm. they're sending 100% of them to their church. Uh, how do you do that? Now, let's yeah. just talk about that because one of the points, one of the major points, and, and a fair amount of the show I want to, resp- uh, to spend in the second half of the show is thinking uh, from the point of view of a, a, a good planner mm-hmm. about taxes related yeah. to all this, mm-hmm. all right? Um, so let's start there. Let's say that these people who have this five, $6,000 a month coming in, write a check for two or three or four or $500 every month to charities, churches. Right. Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's a way that once they get into their seventies, they can do this without paying tax on the money they give to churches. Well, there are potentially a number of different ways that you could do that, depending on your situation, uh, your investment accounts, retirement accounts. But yes, uh, if you do what's called a qualified charitable distribution, mm-hmm. so you know this is a pretty good time of year to think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're over age seventy and a half. Or, or over age 72 now, because they mm-hmm. changed the law, mm-hmm. you're required to take distributions out of your retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. If you have not done so yet, you need to look and do that before the end of the year. So you got to do not, that before the end of the calendar year. Yeah, so you've got another couple of weeks here at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't do it, you're going to be penalized 50% of what you should have taken. Oh, really? So if, if your overall distribution was $10,000, mm-hmm. you could get a $5,000 penalty. And still have to take the tan out. And still have to take the tan out. And pay out. the tax on the tan. Correct. So let's do the math. Let's say Phil over there is in mm-hmm. a 20% tax bracket. Yeah. He was supposed to take 10 out. He's not going to send this to the church yeah. because we're going to get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. We're just doing the but distribution. But he didn't take it. He didn't take it. So he he owes the 20% on the 10. Mm-hmm. 2000 and, and then he owes a penalty a of five. five because it was 50% of whatever he was supposed to take. So two and five off of ten. Seven. He's only going to get 3000 out of ten he took That's out of correct. his account. So Don't forget to do your required minimum distributions, all right. in other words. Yeah. All right. So you got to get that done before mm-hmm. the end of the year. If you're over 72 mm-hmm. and you have a regular taxable or, or uh, um, qualified Retirement account. Correct. Now, it's not required out of a Roth, right? It's, it's not required Unless out of a Roth. Unless you inherited a Roth, mm-hmm. right? But if you're the, the very, yeah. in, you're the initiator of the, that, you don't have to do it with a Roth, but IRAs, mm-hmm. 401ks, those kinds of things, right? Right. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, people try to get out of that. They want to, yeah. is that one of the reasons they put it off until the end of the year here? They do. Because they're thinking, mm-hmm. maybe they'll change a mm-hmm. tax law. Yeah. Or, you know, one guy told me, he said, I thought I may die and I wouldn't have to pay it. Well, somebody's going somebody's to pay, gonna pay it. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know. You didn't right. want to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when we look at these accounts, first of all, we're asking, have you complied with the rules? Mm-hmm. Have you taken the money out that you were supposed to take out? Did you pay the tax along the way? Mm-hmm. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about... Uh, still uh, uh, complying with the rules, but maybe not having to pay the tax. That's right. 
Ooh, is that a good teaser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll tell you a way that you can get out of paying the tax. Here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus here with you on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about uh, managing these distributions during retirement for this couple that we've created here, Bubba. So uh, you're talking to them. They're over 65. They've started Social Security, have this pension coming in, seem to be doing okay. At this particular time in their life, in their middle 60s, do they have to take any money out of their savings and or investments? No, they're not. They're not required to at all. They just let her rock. Mm-hmm. But if they want to buy a new car and they call up and say, hey, I need twenty five thousand dollars to help me out buy a new car. They can. Yeah. It's theirs. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about that scenario. They call you a couple years into retirement. Mm-hmm. They're 67, 68 years old yeah. and they want a new car. Where would you take the money? You know, um, without knowing much more, I think you've got some options available to you. You do have some options available to you. So you said that they had $50,000 in savings. They do. That would be one option that they could have. Mm -hmm. They've got $300,000 in Roth IRAs, Mm -hmm. which would be another option. Mm -hmm. Both of those would be tax-free options to them. Meaning that they can just... Move the money. Move the money, and no taxes would be owed or paid. Um, and you know they go out and they purchase their new vehicle, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're they're going parking on Saturday night. All right. So, so are they? They probably are more initially. They're more open to the suggestions you're going to give them that will require no taxes, right? Correct. Because. Most of mm-hmm. us don't want to pay tax. Most of us don't want to pay tax. Right. There may be a reason, however, that mm-hmm. we might want to consider taking money from their traditional IRA. That 500000 that yeah. has totaled. Paying, paying some tax on that money. Why would you want me to pay tax, Bubba? Well, you know, you, you've already discussed this couple, and you mm-hmm. said that they don't want to ever take any money out of their plans mm-hmm. because they want to leave their children better off than what they were, uh, right? So yeah. they want to pass it on. All right, so you picked up on that. Yeah. You picked up on that. I did. Yeah. Um, so what does that really mean? Yeah, what does that right? mean? Well, in, in this instance... Uh, if they're looking to pass on things to their children. Now, now, granted, I, I don't really have this opportunity, but if I were to choose, mm-hmm. I would rather have money that had already had tax paid on it rather than giving me something that's going to have tax owed. If you're one of their children. If I'm one of their children. Now, we said they had two children. Yeah. So let's assume they have one that's in a high tax bracket mm-hmm. and one that's not in such a high tax right. bracket. So you're saying if you're uh, child number one in the high tax in the bracket, high tax, which means bracket. that I'm a high income earner, mm-hmm. or or my wife is because she's a drug dealer. <laughs> so what you would prefer? What I would were yeah. in the room when mm-hmm. mom and dad were doing yeah. their estate mm-hmm. plan. You would prefer what? I, I, mom, dad, y'all go ahead and pay all the tax you can, <laughs> please. Please, yeah. you would be doing me a favor because you're in a lower tax bracket. Now, initially, that sounds selfish on your part. Yeah, but from a family planning standpoint, mm-hmm. is it the smartest thing to do? And in, in my opinion, it could be. Well, let's. You let's, know, if somebody's going to pay the tax, why not pay the tax at a lower rate? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And mom and dad are probably in a lower tax mm-hmm. bracket than you are. Correct. And so they call in and they want to get $25,000 mm-hmm. for a down payment on a car or to buy a car. Yeah. You may suggest that they take some or all of that from the IRA and go yeah. and pay some tax now. Mm-hmm. And if they were to call in this time of year, mm-hmm. I would probably suggest, hey, let's break it up over two tax years. Let's take $12,500 this year and another $12,500 on January the 1st. Okay, work us through that logic. Well, uh, if you think of it this way, uh, maybe they're on the bubble and real close to the next higher tax bracket. Could maybe be. not. Right. Um, but if you break it up over two tax years, mm. you know, the, the distribution that you take in January, the tax is technically not owed until April of 2023. So when, when somebody calls in and says, Bubba, I need $25,000, mm-hmm. and 10 minutes later, you're still giving them their your, uh-huh. you know, the options, and right. somewhere in that discussion, you say, you know, we may need to look at your tax return, and can I conference mm-hmm. in your CPA? Do you ever hear them go, Bubba, I just wanted $25,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't want to have to think this much. Yeah. I've been saving this money all my life, and here you are making it complicated. In, in fact, I've got an individual and in, in, uh, who called in yesterday. I returned the call but didn't get in touch with him. But mm-hmm. uh, the voicemail said, hey, I need $15,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be my discussion that I have with him this morning. Okay. Hey, do you want it all this year? Do you want to br- break it up? I mean, mm-hmm. what do you plan on doing with it? Mm-hmm. Not, not that I really care what you're doing with it. It's your money. But, but if there's a way that we can uh, uh, divvy up the tax liability over two years, mm-hmm. then by all means, let's let's do that. Especially if you're close to, once you have that conversation with your CPA, right. and you find out you're close to a tax bracket, mm-hmm. you don't want to take money that will put a portion of that in another tax bracket. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just wise planning, right? Can we send you a little bit now and another in two weeks? No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Or we might say, hey, you know what? Uh, your income and tax bracket, it doesn't really matter. Let's go ahead and send it all to you now. Yeah, and go ahead and pay a little tax. Mm-hmm. Now, I think one of the reasons that people do not want to pay the taxes is because uh, they're thinking they're going to have to come up with the money. Mm-hmm. Can you pay the tax as they go for them out of their account? Yeah. So um, many times when, when individuals call in and, and ask for money from their accounts, um, we will ask them, is that the money that you want as a distribution or is that what you want in your hand? Okay. Uh, so the way to describe that is, it, do you want money as a distribution, $15,000, and then you're responsible for the tax, mm-hmm. meaning that you're really only going to get about twelve or thirteen after you pay your tax, mm-hmm. or do you want fifteen in your hand? And let us pay the tax. If you want fifteen in your hand, then it means that we're going to need to take about eighteen, roughly, right? Out of the account. Send in a little bit of tax for you so that the tax man is happy, mm-hmm. and then you get fifteen in your hand. And then you don't have to come up with the taxes. Right. And maybe at the end of the year, that $3,000 worth of tax you paid, if you took out 18, mm-hmm. paid three in tax and got 15 in your hand, that 3000 may be a little more than you should have. Could be a little more. Could and, be a little less if you had other things come in that year. Right. So if it's a little more, mm-hmm. you get a refund, just like paying more taxes than you had to at your job. Right. But if you it was a little less, then you may have to come up with a little cash and remember mm-hmm. that for next year and tell Bubba to take four or five thousand right. out to when you take a distribution 
out of that. Mm-hmm. So you're you're thinking all these things every time that somebody, every single time somebody calls in. All right. Now one of the things in the back of your mind you're thinking of is this charitable thing. I want to mm-hmm. get back to it. Do you sometimes in the conversation somebody calls in and says, you know, uh, I I need to plan for taking money out of my retirement account, and I got this notice in the mail here from Charles Schwab or somebody mm-hmm. that uh, I have a retirement account in there, and I'm over age seventy two. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take the money. It says I have to, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. I want to leave it in there. I want to leave as much as I can to my kids and grandkids. I don't want to pay any more tax than I have to. Maybe an option is this qualified charitable thing. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you know we we do this quite a bit. So it's uh, it's not unique in any way. It's unique in that many people may not understand it or know how, that it's even there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you're uh, a couple or an individual and you're giving money to church or charity anyway, right. Uh, on a weekly, monthly basis, however you typically do it, putting money in the offering plate or writing a check and mailing it in or, or however, mm-hmm. and you're required to do a distribution out of your retirement account, which is going to be taxable to you, mm-hmm. uh, why not quit putting money in weekly or monthly and let your retirement plan do it? Oh, really? Yeah. So let's say that this couple, they give mm-hmm. $5,000 a year yeah. to their church or charity. Yeah. Make it six thousand because that's five hundred dollars a month. Okay. Okay. All right. So in this case, you could set up your retirement plan to make a thousand dollar payment every two months, or five hundred dollars every month, however you want to do it. Or you can just do one foul swoop and send six thousand dollars out at the beginning of the year, or at the end of the year in this case. Okay. And you don't owe any tax on that money because it's a qualified charitable distribution. You do not owe tax on that. Now, you're not able to deduct the contribution. I can't double dip. You can't double dip, right? All right. right. Uh, Or you shouldn't double dip. (laughs) I put it that way. Right. So I I give the Mm -hmm. $6,000 in this example to my church, Um, and I I could do it 1st of January. You could do it the 1st of January. You could do it at the end of December. You could do it every month. But if I did it the 1st of January or maybe in the middle mm-hmm. of the year when they seem to really be hurting for money, yeah. and then I don't have to worry about, am I taking care of the church? Right. I don't have to worry about missing one of those checks yep. if I do $500 yep. a month, and uh, I don't have to worry about taxes. Well, there is one thing that you do need to worry about, though, mm. and that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith sitting on the pew next to you wondering <laughs> why you're not putting anything in the offering plate. And when they look at you kind of crossways, you know, out of the corner of their eye, like they hadn't put anything in the plate in the last couple of weeks. You look over at them and you say, Bubba and Greg said that we, we're not not supposed to do it this way anymore. We're doing this. We're doing and this if you need to know about it, you call them up. Yeah, yeah. There's another strategy yeah. you may not mm-hmm. be aware of, right? Yeah. And that satisfies that requirement yeah. that the IRS has. It does. If the IRS said that you had to take out 4000 this mm-hmm. year, and you're going to give 6000 to church, and you just let 6000 go to the church, mm-hmm. you've more than satisfied. Because what they're wanting, the IRS, is just to see that account decrease. Sure. 
Oh. Now, let, let's say that your requirement is $10,000, and you only want to send ten or 6000 to the church. And you still owe the other four. Well, send 6000 to the church, and you take the other four yourself. There you go. Pay some tax on And it. that one would owe tax yeah. on it. All mm-hmm. right. We're going to come back from the Advisors Roundtable in just a moment and continue to talk about some of these strategies you can use during retirement. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. And Bubba, we're talking about these wise uh, strategies while we're in retirement. So we got this this couple here. They're doing okay. Social Security pensions. Got the house paid for. Couple retirement accounts. Uh, rollover IRA and some uh, Roths. A little bit of savings. Uh, they're you know typical red blooded savers at heart they want to also leave assets to these two kids so here's the other thing that i that i thought about earlier Mm -hmm. uh, that most people would not realize Mm -hmm. right so we talked about the assets that this couple has that proverbial couple have accumulated right Mm -hmm. they've got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house they've got fifty thousand dollars in savings Mm -hmm. they've got three hundred thousand dollars in roth iras five hundred thousand they're millionaires yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. Millionaires. Yeah. And most people say, I'll never be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. these are people that just went to work every day, saved their money, mm-hmm. didn't spend more than what they had, mm-hmm. you know, had coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, did it together. Were frugal, did it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And you probably got 10 or 15 of those, you know, right. on, on your road, yep. on your street, mm-hmm. in your Sunday school class. Right. And you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. It may have happened to you. Right. And until Bubba added it all up on mm-hmm. the radio, you didn't realize. I ain't no millionaire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had him tell me that before. Right. I ain't no millionaire. Yeah. Well, let's look at yeah. the numbers. <laughs> you know, it just adds up. And it happens over time, slowly. It's, it's really fun when you say, you're a multimillionaire. They say, no, I'm not. Uh, well, wait a minute. Let's count it up here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, because it could. Because what if these two people, we didn't we didn't even take into consideration either one of them may have inherited anything. That's right. That somebody may have left them some life insurance, mm-hmm. that maybe they owned a business on the side. Right. Uh, th- there are a number of things that could have added to their net worth. A really great point here. The other thing that may have slid under the radar as I was introducing this couple to the listening audience was these two children. One in a high income tax bracket, one in a low income tax bracket. Now, you tell people never to ask you this question, and that is, which one of your kids do you love the most? Right. Because if they ask me, I'm going to tell them. It's that little girl. (laughs) In this situation, mom and dad, if we had them in there, let's say we're talking about them doing a will. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to want to be fair and equal with their Mm -hmm. children. Yeah. But are there children equal from the point of view of taxes no they are not far from it in fact now i tell people before we get into estate planning i need to remind you of one fact of life and that is everybody's gonna die and everybody has two values Mm -hmm. you have your eternal value Mm -hmm. everybody's soul's worth the same yeah okay but you also have your monetary or practical value. I'll give you an example. Let's say Phil over there needed to have an emergency appendectomy. Mm-hmm. Now, he, th- he thinks the world of me. He thinks I'm a really nice guy. 
he probably does not want me cutting on him. Mm-hmm. At the moment, a surgeon is going to have more uh, a value to fill. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the surgeon went to medical school, has the experience, knows where to cut. And you just stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. I just stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So my value at that time, it didn't decrease my eternal Mm -hmm. value. My soul's still worth, you know, and from the point of view of the law, everybody is created equal, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But on a practical basis, sometimes we do have different practical values. Mm -hmm. What's your expertise? What is the immediate need? And what's your tax bracket? Right. Now... Go back to mom and dad. They want to treat these kids equally. How are they going to do that? Let's say you're the son who went to medical school and you're in the highest tax bracket. And if they split, most parents, this is what they want to do. If I die, baby, I love you. And if you die, I know you love me. Mm -hmm. So if our wills are going to be simple. If I die, everything goes to Mm -hmm. you. You die, everything comes to me. And when the last of us breathes, it's split between our boys. Right. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. That's probably what they think. If they leave you half of that IRA, let's just do the math. Right now it's $250,000, your half. No, it's not. No, because I've got to pay tax on it. Either now or over the next 10 years. Over the next 10 years, that's right. And let's say you're at the 40% Mm -hmm. bracket. So your $200,000 ain't worth $200,000. That's right. $200,000. Times sixty percent is what it's that's, that's right. worth to you, or two hundred and fifty thousand. Right, right. Mm-hmm. To me, in a lower tax bracket, guess what I did? I inherited from more from mom and daddy than yeah, you, you did. did. Mm-hmm. So can mom and dad do some planning here about what to leave you and what to leave me, so it really is equal on paper? Well, and the planning part is, is the most important, right? Right. Um, because in this case, um, you know, you're talking about a will, mm. and they've got $800,000 worth of their assets that pass outside of the will. That are in a, a beneficiary designation, yeah. right? So, yeah, through beneficiary designations on their retirement account and Roth accounts, mm-hmm. They can make changes and, and designations, if you will. But then the real assets that would pass through their will mm-hmm. would be the bank account mm-hmm. uh, and then also the the home. Okay. Right? So if we sat down and said, mm-hmm. okay, mom and dad added up the home and the bank account, that was mm-hmm. 150 plus 50, that's 200,000, yeah. mm-hmm. plus the 500,000 in the IRAs, right. mm-hmm. that's already added up to seven. Yeah. And then plus the three hundred thousand mm-hmm. that is in the Ross, that's a million. Right. They want to leave you half a million and me half a million. Yep. So which half million should they leave to you, Mister High Tax Bracket? I want the Roth, and I want the house, and I want the bank account. Okay. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. But now, if you leave yeah. all, brother over there, you can have the IRA. <laughs> but if you leave it all to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pay some tax. That's right. So you got to walk away with no taxes at all. You got mm-hmm. your whole 500. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just, let's say I'm in the 15% tax mm-hmm. bracket and I get the half a million dollar IRA, yeah. well, 15% off mm-hmm. there? Well, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you know, I just lost somewhere around 75 grand. You do have the option to defer for 10 years, though. We all have the option yeah. to defer mm-hmm. these things for 10 years. So probably what we would do is we would leave. We'd calculate mm-hmm. tax brackets and leave, as you said, mm-hmm. 
probably most of the Roth to you yep. and maybe the house. Mm-hmm. But we, we also may leave some of this taxable thing to you so right. that it works out in some way. Right. And we can do the math on the different tax mm-hmm. brackets. But is this thinking too much? Well, it, it is getting pretty deep in the weeds. Mm-hmm. And most people don't want to bother with it that much. They would rather just say, you know what, uh, 50-50, when we're gone, y'all deal with it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Or if, if they're really smart, what they might say is, you know what, we did pretty good during our lifetime, mm-hmm. and if y'all can't live on 90% <laughs> and us give 10% to the church uh, at our death. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe we've really looked at it. We've talked to our CPA mm-hmm. about all these tax brackets, and we're even in a lower tax bracket than Greg is. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll agree to start taking money out every right. year and paying taxes we go yeah. and get that taken mm-hmm. care of over the next 15 to 20 years. And we don't have that half million dollars yeah. that is going to throw a wrench into mm-hmm. the, all the planning. If, if you're really not going to spend any of your money on yourself and give it to your children or heirs or whoever you want to give it to, mm-hmm. why not give it during your lifetime? There you go. And you go ahead and pay the tax. Mm-hmm. You really gave them a double gift. Sure. You gave them the money, mm-hmm. either in your lifetime or at your death. But you also gave them the fact that they have no tax liability. Right. One of the things that we really see for beneficiaries, kids in this situation, is a surprise when they realize that mom and dad didn't give me a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad gave me a half million dollar asset that has tax owed on it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And, yeah. Phil, you can do it anytime you want to to yeah. me. I'll go ahead and willingly yeah. pay. It's L-A-B-A-S. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, if we're doing planning here, there may be some options there. I, we just wanted to throw that out as an option for you uh, this, uh, on this show, is that as you're working through your retirement, there may be a lot of planning opportunities for you and for the family, especially from the point of view of tax planning. Hear from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners 
Advisors, LLC, is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Incorporated.